the future is bright if you can let the past go. Welcome to episode 45 of Live It or Waste It. I am David Guggenheim. And I'm Dave Wine, and this is now the show about rising above the chaos. If you are looking for tips and strategies on how to make the most out of this difficult time and getting the most out of your life during this pandemic, then this is the show to follow. Join us on our new journey of learning to live it during this crisis with the help of the Live It or Waste It community. Welcome, community. Welcome, community. Welcome, David Wine. How, how are you today? I am living it the best I can. That's all we can ask. It's not easy during this crisis. The world is this microcosm right now. If, because where I'm living, we're re-quarantining ourselves because our infection rate is going exponential right now. So that's not good. So we have to double down on it. In fact, I'm not even doing a pool party tomorrow. What? No pool party? <laughs> no pool party, no. You mean I bought those shorts, those new swim trunks for nothing? You could return them to Target or wherever you want to socially distance and, and return things to. I'm not doing it. I'm in the quarantine. I'm living the quarantine. I am embodying the quarantine. I am learning from past mistakes. I am keeping other people safe by keeping myself in quarantine. So um, you've been noticing the spikes in your state, I guess. We had a all-time high of 5,000 last week. And now this week we have an all-time high of over 9,000, way over 9,000. And that was yesterday. And yesterday was the record day, and the previous day was the record day before that. And I imagine sometimes the reporting on the weekend isn't so hot, but I imagine we will continue to have exponential growth for the time being because there is no statewide mandate to wear masks in Florida, where I live, although my locality now has... And, and you might have seen it on TV. It made the national news, our local county board meeting, where the, uh, the nut jobs, the anti-mask nut jobs came out in full force. We made it to the BBC. We made it on the national news. We made it uh, on the, on, uh, was it the late night show with, with Stephen Colbert, whatever that's, that's called? Well, stupidity sells. And I just, I'm, I'm, at the end, I don't wear a mask for the same reason I don't un wear underwear. Things gotta breathe. <laughs> Thank you for your comments. Yes, we've fulfilled our Florida man part of the story so we could be the butt of the jokes for the rest of the country. And, uh, and so we're, we're taking the, uh, the COVID very, very seriously right now. This ain't over. It ain't even close to being over just because we want it to be over and believe me i want it to be over i've had enough i've had it okay you're you're are you ticked off are you ticked off by the i'm not uh, ticked off i mean I, you know 
I'm still just trying to roll with the punches. I understand this is the way it is. We're still in the beginning of this. This is early days still. And I think that's where we just, our heads were not in it, that we were in the prenatal stages a couple months ago. And this is maybe the sort of end of the beginning. Get used to it, folks. And get used to living it under quarantine. Weekly affirmation. Weekly affirmation. Everyone take a deep breath. Breathe in. Release. We have been given a journey. We choose the path. We create our reality. And if we let go of the past and embrace the future, our path becomes wider. Our view gets better. There are far less obstacles to hurdle. There's only open space. Free to roam as we please. This is the path of living it. And so it is, and so we live it. Very nice. Only open space. That's a, that's a powerful metaphor in times of being enclosed. Just because you're in an enclosed physical space doesn't mean you're your mind and your soul have to be, they don't have to. Absolutely. But it's true. It's true. Embrace the space. Go beyond, beyond the COVID, beyond the, uh, the physical. And you got to let the past go. You just got to let it go. It happened. You dealt with it the best way you could with what you had. But now it's time to let all that go and deal with things in a different way. The future is bright if you can let the past go. But we want to hold on to it for some reason. You know, it's just our, it's our, it's our way of nature, our nature, it's our way of being. It's hard for us to let things go that we've had for so long. Even if it's detrimental to us. We're fascinating creatures, David. Fascinating. And complex. I think that we're also fueled by the knowledge of the past and the experience of the past where we want to learn from it, right? Which is the good thing. But I think there's something in the human psyche that wants to predict the future and we use the past to predict the future. If that makes any sense. Yeah. Perfect sense. And we get stuck in repeating the patterns of the past because our expectations of the future are the same. Our expectations of ourselves are the same. Our expectations of other people are the same. And therefore, we have reoccurring 
cycles. And that cycle becomes embedded in the neural circuitry of your brain. And when you start to say, I want to do things differently, I want to live in a wide open space even though I'm enclosed, the brain doesn't want to go there. The patterns don't want to go there. Your history wants to remain alive. And man, it is a Dickens. It's a Dickens. Even when you take the steps necessary to break the pattern, you learn the steps, you become self-aware of the pattern and how you need to break it and, and what new pattern you need to implement, it's still difficult to let go of that old pattern. It's almost like you snap into it before you even know you're, you're doing it. That is it exactly. That life moves faster than our ability to tap it into neutral so we can make different decisions. So anyway, we're going we're gonna to be talking about all this stuff. Uh, word of the week. Well, word of the week ties into exactly what we were just talking about. Accountability. Accountability. Taking ownership of your actions, folks. Yes. When you take accountability, you give yourself power. When you blame others, you take away your power. How can you change your behavior if you believe that your behavior is contingent on someone else's actions? We've all done this. We've all argued with someone who does this. And as for me personally, I feel like I am much better at taking accountability for the things that I do wrong. And and when someone makes me aware of them, I feel like I'm able to receive that information without getting defensive like I used to. And not only apologizing, because, you know, apologizing is only a part of taking responsibility and being accountable for your actions. The other part, which is, which is really the most important part is listening to the other person and understanding their needs and changing your behavior so that you now meet those needs and not just say you're sorry and repeat the same behavior over and over again. We're putting ourselves in the shoes of other people. We're looking at the situation the way that they look at it. We're being empathetic to their situation, their experience. And here's the thing that I don't think people like to do. To change how you react to a situation based on who you're dealing with, and how they're dealing with the situation. You could be as right as rain, and you could tell it to the other guy that's wrong as sin. But if you tell it to them in a way that they can't hear, then you're wasting your time. That you're just getting it out. You're ranting at someone. 
You're fighting. And the question is, if you're able to meet the other person's needs and you're able to sympathize with them, you might not agree with them. They might be wrong. But you're trying to meet them where they are. And that's part of accountability. Not just, as Dave was saying, the sorry part. It's taking ownership of how you're dealing with a situation and you're dealing with it in a way that can have a positive outcome. And that's tough. So let's not do it. I don't think there needs to be anything else said about that. You summed it up right there. Topic of the week. Topic of the week. So we're doing a check-in with the Davids today. Checking in. What is going on in our world? As we went over last week, my quarantine has not been as watertight as one would want it to be. And, and nothing is perfect, and, and I'm not trying for perfection, but we did go on vacation <laughs> to, a, to a resort. And um, thankfully, it's been a week and no one has any symptoms. So we're all, we seem to have dodged the bullet. So that's good. That's good. And I'm learning from it. That's good. You know, I'm learning from it. But you got to keep your eye on the prize. And the prize is keeping people alive, right? Keeping other people's health ahead of your health. Especially my situation, where I have elderly people in, in, in my home. So that's been doing better. You know, and again, and this is a pattern for those of you who listen to this show. When I go on these vacations, man, I get hit, I get hammered. I get hammered when I get back. My attitude, my work ethic, everything just takes a nosedive. And I have a real hard time getting myself back in action. And this vacation in the Keys was over a week ago, and I would say I'm just now coming out of a funk where I was just, I was having a hard time getting things done. Right. I was having a hard time living it. I was having a hard time being a good partner, but I think I'm turning that around a little bit. This... Quarantine, as we've been saying, is difficult in ways that sometimes you, you don't even expect. And it wears other people down, right? And again, you have to understand that other people are not going to be on their game, just like you're not on your game. And you have to give folks a little bit of slack because we're all really doing the best we can with a situation that is beyond our control and getting worse. So redoubling my efforts as far as focusing in on work and, and getting work done and, and being detail-oriented in that. Um, but really striving to meet other people's goals and understand that other people are having a hard time and trying to be a resource for them. That's what you call purple chair in it. I, you know, is that's the ideal chair, right? That's the the purple chair is the far to the left chair yeah that's where that's the one where you're you're trying to 
You're thinking about other people's needs. Yeah. I could touch the purple chair occasionally. I could touch it. I'll, I'll feel the seat, the back of the chair, the, the legs of the chair. I, I don't think that I've mastered enough to put my ass down in it. And that's what is required. And if you missed that one, definitely go back and check out episode 41. It's an excellent episode, and there's a lot of great ideas in there regarding these chairs. Listen to it and be changed by it. Exactly with what you were saying, I have a real hard time with the speed of life and allowing the new routines and the new way that I want to be reacting and responding and interacting with people. I have a hard time slowing it down in my own mind and not even not blaming other people for, well, I don't know, they, they, but, but they said A B, A, B, and C, and I had to go back with, you know, F. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, maybe the first thing you say is, hold on, I got I to gotta take a minute to get myself together. Yeah. I need to digest, digest what you're saying. Because if I don't digest it. Yeah. Because a lot of times what we do. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to throw up on you. (laughs) Listen, I have a problem with that. Because I am one of these people that I will pick out something that you have said. And this is, I think, because I worked in talk radio for so many years. I pick out that one thing that you said out of that paragraph or two paragraphs or short essay that you might have said, that you might have said in an effort to communicate. And I'm listening to that one sentence where I'm like, oh man, I could totally demolish him by responding to that because I could say this. And that is so wrong. It's You miss so much of what people are saying if you are going, oh man, oh, they said that, I'm going to give it to them. It's such a waste of time. It's a waste of your time. It's a waste of their time. But there's a reason why you feel the need to do that. Well, but so what? Why is that important to you? Why is that important? That's the, that's the question. Well, I think you'd rather be right than wrong. But see, in the moment, being right is more important than being happy (laughs) sometimes it's more important to just be happy and And listen be quiet you know you don't have to you don't have to be right all the time it's a problem it's a long-term problem but it's not uh something you can't fix it's fixable slow it down intake what the other person is doing, saying what's going on in the situation. You know, it's interesting. It's like, I I do this for email where you get an email and my instinct has been to like, I, you know, we're all inundated with email, right? Email, 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 email. And we often just want to get rid of it. Like I'm one of those people where I want to get all the unreads out of my inbox as soon as possible so I can move on with my, my life, with my existence. But there's some emails where you really have to respond to them. Mm-hmm. And you know how it is sometimes with 
email tone. Sometimes tone in email comes across sort of wonky, and you could take it a lot of different ways. You could take it negatively. You could put a lot into an email that isn't necessarily there. And I've made it a, a pretty regular practice now when I respond to those emails, I'll write it, and then I'll walk away from it. And I'll come back to it, I'll reread the original email, and then I'll reread what I wrote. And a lot of times I'll find that I delete a lot of what I wrote, change it, simplify it, less is more, and fully understand to the best of my ability. David, I love that. I'm going to use that. That's awesome. We're going to call that email, walk away, edit, send. So that's what? E? E-W-E-S. E-W-E-S. Ebus. 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 You try to Ebus. Ebus. <laughs> Just try to bring that into your real life. You try, and again, it's real life is condensed. It's, it happens much faster than that. But you can control the sway of a conversation just as much as other people. You know, and again, this gets more complicated, whether it's larger groups and, you know, blah, blah, blah. But if, you, if somebody has to wait a little bit to get a thoughtful and constructive reply, then they're going to have to wait a little bit. I think that's fantastic, David. Fantastic. And everybody should just write that down and give that a go. Because you're right. Sometimes we have a knee-jerk reaction when we get a text message or, or an email. And, um, and then we hit send and then we're like, Oh God, why did I send that? <laughs> and, and I want to get to you, Dave. I think we've, we've done enough of me, but, um, one way, and you might say, well, how do I slow it down or how do I control the pace of something? How do I give myself that time to edit myself before I respond? There's a whole thing that you're missing in a conversation by the person, the other person or people to make sure that you understood what they said, to repeat back to them, to paraphrase what they said to you back to them. Say, hey, did I get you right? Are you saying A, B, and C? And if you got it right, then they'll say, yeah. And if you got it wrong, well, you're giving them a chance to clarify. So you're doing, you're doing two things. You're allowing them to edit. You're allowing them the space to edit. And two, you're giving yourself the time to understand exactly what their intention is and not just your interpretation but you're giving yourself time to think and contemplate and really understand what your reaction or response would and should be and what, what will end up coming out of your mouth. So get the drift of what they're saying. Get confirmation. Put yourself out there and get the confirmation of that before you even start giving your two cents. I love that. First understand or or you know 
take inventory of what you do know about the situation and then figure out how you can find out what you don't know instead of right just trying to guess so you can ask the question in an appropriate way which actually transitions into what is going on with me if you if you don't mind if you're ready to uh, go ahead and move please because i've been working on trying to communicate better communicate my feelings uh my needs and also getting in that purple chair of listening, really listening and putting others first. And, you know, sometimes I realize that I, I think that I'm putting others first and, and I'm really not. I'm doing it my way. So it's really about me in that sense. And that's something I've learned about myself, but also communicating things how you're feeling or something that you need. It's, it's not just about the technique and how you say it. And I've learned that <laughs> because I've been so focused on, you know, saying it in an appropriate way and, and really saying it exactly how I should say it and telling them exactly what it is I want or need or how I'm feeling. But there's also another component and it's like it's it's like uh the shot put i'm sure you're familiar with the shot put right oh yes the heavy ball you put on against your neck and you spin around and launch it have you ever done that i've never done a shot put i think but i've watched it on television and you're, you, you explained it actually really really well <laughs> have you shot put it because it sounds like it sounds like you've done it but I, I I did not not officially, but uh, I was able. I did pick up a shot put one time and throw it, and uh, I don't I don't remember how far it went. But uh, you know, the, there's one there's two components to that. There's the technique of holding the ball and the spin. You get in that crouch position, you know, and you do that spin. But then there's the letting go. <laughs> Right. And you have to let it go at the right time, because if you don't, you could throw yes. it into the stands and kill somebody. Yes. And I believe that's why I've never done it. Well, maybe that's good. I'm I am. Glad the, that you, yeah. see, you're there thinking you about purple others. chair. There good you go. For you, purple chair. So I, I, I discovered that, you know, I have been so focused on my technique in delivering the communique that I ignored mm. the, the, the timing and communicating is also about timing and reading the room. And so I think that that is something I felt I wanted to share with people because it's something that has just been brought to my awareness and I kind of learned it the hard way, unfortunately, and hurt someone. But this is a learning opportunity for me. And hopefully now I understand that my feelings are important, but they don't have to be important right at that moment. If somebody else needs right. me to be present. Reading the room, as you say. Read the room. 
So that's interesting. So it wasn't the, you're not regretting the message. You're not regretting the delivery of the message. You're saying that those two things were ill-timed and and the timing of it counteracted the whole, the house of cards came falling down. Interesting. Right. The delivery, the way I delivered it could have, it, it had no relevance. It meant nothing. Now, I mean, if I had screamed right. and yelled, it would have been uh, even worse, obviously. But, but it really didn't factor in as far as I got any credit for it. Your elocution and, was and beautiful. I have because it was totally inappropriate. Yeah. Well, that was quite <laughs> eloquently put. But, 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 there's always a but. Your timing stinks. Your timing wow. stinks. <laughs> yeah. So, so much in life is timing. Yeah. Yeah. And let me tell you, you know, and it's one of those things where you think you did something right. And, but it turns mm. out you completely botched it. And that's, that is just heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking, but it is what it is. And, uh, I, you know, it, it's done. And all I can do is just learn from it. It's a great thing to be made aware of. I just wish I could have learned with the less, less damage done. You know, it's funny. It's like live it or waste it just gifted you a new Lamborghini. Like this is the, the, the way to go. The, 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 the topmost way that you could communicate to people and you get this new Lamborghini and you, step on the gas and you spin out and crash it in tw- after 20 minutes of owning it. And you're like, there's goes, there goes my $250,000 Lamborghini. <laughs> right. That's it. And you feel that, I bet. So what do you do when that happens? <laughs> you call your state farm agent. <laughs> but that hurts. Well, you live and learn. Thank you, Dave, for, for sharing that. That was definitely, uh, I think, uh, uh, a difficult one to, to navigate. Uh, but again, it's, we all make mistakes. Living it is different than learning it, right? We learn it, then we live it. And, and those two things can be different uh, in, in how we handle it and how it is expressed. And the timing of that, we will now take more care mm-hmm. to to understand please share any tips or suggestions you have that may help us get through this crisis and crises perhaps and let us know what you thought of this episode and join us next week when we continue our living it under quarantine inner self series where we talk more about self-awareness. And as always, remember to what? Subscribe and share. Share, share, share. That is the lifeblood of this program. Sharing it is always appreciated. Let us know where you share it, how you share it. At the Facebook page, Live It or Waste It Now is what you search when you go to Facebook. 
to find the Live It or Waste It Facebook page. We're, of course, on Instagram. We had we picked up a few followers this week, so that was exciting. Uh, we I have to get some more uh, uh, stuff up there, but we will do that. It's been it's been quite a summer with uh, with the kids home and no summer camp. It's been quite a summer. And for those who would like to financially support this podcast, we ask you to go to patreon.com slash livet. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash livet. And if you'd like to do a podcast and you are on the eastern half of the globe, you could hit me up at someonetalkmedia.com. And if you're on the west side of the Mississippi, you can, and want to do a podcast, of course, you can hit me up at winedesigns.com. That's W-E-I-N designs.com. Now stay inside and live it. Don't waste it. Peace and love. This has been a production of someone talked media.com.